I'm Robin Gallagher and welcome to Ripples. Throughout our program, a series of guest speakers will share words of wisdom from their life experience and we will offer you a series of meditations so that you can take some time just to stop and listen to that voice within, that voice of the Spirit. So come and enjoy some inspired voices and treasured stillness and allow the ripple effect to begin. Today on our program, I am delighted and honoured to welcome Mari Harris. Mari is married to Doug and is a mother to nine children and 15 grandchildren. She has been actively involved in many ministries within the church, including Antioch, music ministry, funeral ministry and bereavement. Mari ran her own childcare business for many years and is a well-loved member of her community. Today, she will share the story of her son Andrew and her daughter Jane, who was one of our wonderful teachers in the Wollongong Diocese. Mari will reveal how through the death of Andrew and Jane, she discovered the real meaning of hope. Andrew became one of her greatest teachers and a catalyst for growth and learning, as did Jane many years later. We welcome Mari today as she shares her most generous story, Discovering Hope. Welcome to the program, Mari. It is so wonderful to have you with us today. And it's particularly wonderful to meet you here in the Southern Highlands. It's such a beautiful place. Beautiful place. Beautiful. I know that it has a special place in your heart. It does. Well, Mari, I had the great privilege and joy of meeting your family many years ago. I met both you and Doug and your beautiful nine children when I was in my teenage years and was just delighted to hear about your 15 grandchildren today. Mari, I just wonder if you could share with us about some of the best moments for you being with your family. Robin, it's lovely being here. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful. The best moments, well, the best moments have to be the birth of each of my children because that's where I am today and that's what you want to talk about, myself and with now the 15 children Mm. and grandchildren. And so as a mother, it's looking at what the children you raised have become, how they themselves are actually taking care of their families and how proud that actually makes you feel. Yeah. That, that's the joy. The joy is looking back and even thinking, there were times when I was sinking maybe, but if I believe and I do believe that I operated from the best of my knowledge at that time, yes. then I am grateful. Sure. In hindsight, I might have done it differently, but it was what I thought was right at that time. Yes. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Yes, I have to accept that. (laughs) Yes, like us all, Mari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mari, I used to think when I was younger that when I reached the age of about 32 (laughs) that life would sort of plateau, you know, that that maybe, (laughs) you know, those sort of ups and downs would sort of even out and things would become pretty even and there'd be a flow. Well... As we both know, I couldn't have been further from the truth. Um, as we know, life is it, it's filled with paradox. And at any one time, we carry both the joys and the challenges. And sometimes one of those can be a little more prominent than the other. Um, Mari, I know that for you, you have had to go through, as a, as a parent, 
what I believe would be one of the greatest heartbreaks, and that is the the loss of a child. Mm-hmm. And you have had to face that twice in yeah. your life. Mm-hmm. In 1987, gorgeous Andrew, your second youngest, died from a heart condition at the age of five. Mm-hmm. And in 2012, beautiful Jane died at the age of 44, having lived with cancer for 13 years. Many of our listeners in the Highlands knew Jane and her infectious laugh and extraordinary energy for teaching. And her husband, Mark, and their amazing boys remain very much a part of this community. Mari, I wonder if you could share a little bit about the story of Andrew and Jane. Andrew, Andrew, I believe, made me who I am today. Um, yes, he was the eighth of our nine children. And yes, he was born with a major heart um, condition of which they didn't, even when I was at the, after he was born, mm. I was told he would not live long. I remember looking at the doctor and I remember him looking at me thinking that I was out of my tree because when he said to me, we don't know how long this little boy will live and he won't be around to play with his brothers and sisters for long. I looked at him and I remember I said, well, we'll wait and see about that. Wow. I think that was a God moment for me. I, I believe then that somehow along the line, whatever time I had with Andrew, it was going to be maximised to the fullest. A friend then soon after that gave me a poem about a lender for a little while, a child of mine, he said. That really resonated with me. So Andrew lived his life to the fullest, the five years. He was loved by everyone. Yes. He was an unbelievable spirit. Um, nothing mm. ever got him, got him down. Um, he loved each one of the members of his family. And he actually especially loved Jane, as a matter of fact, which is quite... You know, I often worry, wonder about that. You think, well, okay, okay Lord. Um, so, yes, he showed me his birth, showed me that I had a special child, but it also showed me that all my children had to be loved equally. Yes. Because even though I had one child that might have been going to God before their time, it made me aware that, oh, that actually could happen to any of my children. Mm. Right, so my love for my children was not increased, but aware, I became aware of the love, okay? Yes, yes. Um, when Andrew died, well, then with Andrew, he loved singing. So a lot of my strength <laughs> has come from singing. He used to come to Mass with me every Saturday night, really basically one of the only children that would come to Mass with me. Anyways, and he loved Here I Am, Lord. Did he? And he was always singing that one. He was always one bar behind everybody else, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. So even at the five, he was much older than his his years. Yes. He he had a girlfriend. He just loved everybody. He just did everything fast. Okay, and yes, he was operated on when he was four years and ten months. They thought it was successful, but sadly, two days or ten days after his fifth birthday, he he died. He was just getting unwell, but I had no idea he was going to die. Mm. And he and he we took him to hospital. That's another great blessing that I have. I think the Lord put me 
us in the right place. He didn't die at home. He mm-hmm. could have died at home. Mm-hmm. But I was, as a mother, you have this innate feeling there was something wrong. I took him to hospital and he died suddenly there. So I knew then mm-hmm. that the good Lord had put me in the right place. And he said to me, Mari, I will take care of you. Mm-hmm. I did say to him, he could have written me a letter, but he didn't. So I then said to him, okay, what do I have to do with this knowledge of what I've done and that, yeah. Mm. So Andrew taught me a lot. I remember also at that time when I had a, our, our number six child, a terrible, got a mm-hmm. number, number, number <laughs> fifth child. <laughs> Funnily enough, my number fifth child, when I was pregnant with her, I had a big learning curve because my husband, age 29, had a heart attack. So here I was with five, pregnant with my fifth child with wow. a husband in hospital with the doctor also looking at me and saying, I'm not quite sure whether your husband's going to live or not. So, oh, my heavens oh. above. So at that stage, I once again, as I've told you, I was singing all music and I was at church and Amazing Grace was a song and it just opened up a wow moment to me. So Amazing Grace became my song then. Here I Am, Lord, was my song with with Andrew. I sort of answering him. And that that. Fifth child was a child when I was put into the bed one night after Andrew died, had said to me, what if another one of us dies? I can still feel my heart going down. Then I can picture myself on that bed. I know exactly that moment. Mm -hmm. I never, ever thought Mm -hmm. that God could actually make a person again feel the way I was feeling. But he did. (laughs) Um, so what was I to do with that? <sighs> Once again, I turned to him and thought, what am I, what's he wanting me to learn, learn mm. here? What, what can, so it was then about, okay, to live my life for as if those, how they would have liked to have lived. Mm. Like I'm not, I've never mourned Andrew. I've been grateful for what he has given me, taught me, showed me for my other children. And then with Jane, to be able to watch or know, watch her in her times of struggle and which the strength that she had, if she was able to do it, I had to be mm. able to do it. Um, Such an incredibly courageous and inspiring woman. Well, do you know... It is, but it basically comes down to what else? Like, mm. what what else am I going going to do? Mm. I love my children. I mean, you know, I talk talk about this hope. When I was a child, there was I learnt faith, hope, and charity. I tell you mm. what, um, you know, I realise charity has now become love. But in my generation, it was faith, hope, and charity. Now I knew I had the faith. I didn't understand it, but mm. I was a Catholic, so I had the faith. Radio, mm. that's sort of it. Hope just left me for dead. I had no idea what hope was. I think I aligned it with wish, and I, wish is such a wishing thing, no. Mm. Um, and then charity at that stage was about having to share with my brothers and sisters. Now I love the fact that it's love because, you know, you can have faith and I've got hope because I, I live for the future. Radio, that's the future. Mm. But it's all wrapped up in love. Mm. And I also know I really would like to say it is trust, hope and love. That's mm. it because, yeah, trust is what my faith is in in God. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm a friend of Jesus, but I trust yes. God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So you accompanied, I know you accompanied Jane 
during those uh, many years mm-hmm. that she and she always talked about living with cancer. Mm-hmm. Yep. What helped you get through that time, Mari? The belief in the fact that I that I knew if she did die that I'd already been through it once mm. and that I would be able to do it again. Mm. I'm not saying I wanted it. I'm not saying that in any way, shape mm. or form. I don't like fear. I don't. I don't like being. I don't like being fearful. But I don't like thinking about fear because, if the if you come through the fear and there was no fear, you've wasted. I'm not in for wasting. I'm in for living. I'm in for living the now, mm. um, and so therefore I was highly aware of it. Jane was not a sharer of it. It was mm. her own secret, her private journey. Mm. Yes, there are many things that I think. Wow, I would have liked to have talked to her about stuff, mm. but it wasn't right for either of us so I have to accept that and let that go Mm. um it was just the the belief and the hope that whatever came out of this I would survive Mm. I would I mean I used to say to the Lord I mean I did I used to say to him for heaven's sake give me stop giving me so many curves in the road so I Mm. talked to him like that Mm. so it was just like I just had to trust him Mm. trust him that he would give me the strength and the and the hope to be able to navigate you know all Mm. this and balance the other members of the family Mm. (laughs) too which were all because no one is ever in the same page Mm. everybody has a different relationship with that person so being aware of where you where you are with each mm. each child, yes. yeah. I hear that Andrew taught you so much, oh, I and did, yeah. and Jane did. What did Jane teach you? Oh, she her passion, her passion for life, her passion for living. I mean, even when she when she knew, maybe even by doctors, but also knew personally that her time was running running out. She had planned together with her husband and the two boys to go overseas. Mm. They were going to see the what the, the two the two thousand and eight, wasn't it? Um, Olympics in in Rome in London. Oh God, power in <laughs> in London. And I remember at the airport saying goodbye to her, and she had difficulty in walking, and I knew she was you know struggling, but I knew that I couldn't. Let him, that was her world, so I had to be where I was in my world. Yes, totally worried about her, but she was doing what she wanted to wanted to do. Yes, she did land in hospital over there, and I remember when she came back, she said to me, "They said that they, I, would, I was I would be dying," and and she said, "I said to them, I'm not going home in a body bag. I've paid for my ticket." Um, you know, so Jane Jane taught me that that mm-hmm. no matter what is hit at you. Let's look at it and just mm-hmm. move move on mm-hmm. on with it, you know. Yes. Accept where you are. Live in the now. And when the future becomes a now, you will be hopefully skilled enough to be able to cope. That's why I don't like fear. Mm-hmm. Fear means I've wasted all that energy. Mm-hmm. Like even as I age now, mm-hmm. no, I'm saying age, mm-hmm. I hope that I live till I'm 93 right here. But I'm going to live to 93 with the fullest of living each day as it comes. That's the hope I have. Because I don't want to be 93 and still alive and look back and think, wow, I stopped living at 75 mm. because I was worried about getting there. So mm. 
that's the hope I have. The hope is living, living the now, being in the now. Yeah, she yeah, was so me. much about that, wasn't it? About being in the moment. Yep. Cherishing the moment. Cherishing, cherishing the, the moment. boys yep. and yep. Mark yep. and yep. life yep. and yep. all that and, was And you know what? Those moments aren't all good. No, It's no. cherishing wherever you are. So that's where the acceptance is. The acceptance of whatever I'm going through now and I hope good will come out of that or not not necessarily even be good <laughs> but whatever comes out of it is what I then have to move with and work with. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mari, this word hope, it was such an important word to Jane and it's obviously such an important word to you. Can you tell me a little bit more about why hope? Why is this word hope? Hope so such important. a look. Hope such a positive word. Okay, so I'm a positive person. Jane was a positive person. I think most of our, you know, every people are in our mm, family maybe um, are positive. Um, and we haven't learned that alone. We've learned that by living in a community, okie doke, which is very important. You know, the community. Um, but hope is. I guess how you associate hope with a butterfly. It's like you get into the. Okay. So your world shuts down. It's black. It really is bleak. It's black as black. But somehow you strive to work your way through mm. it or to find a solution to, to that. And this is where the acceptance is. The solution mightn't be what you want, but the acceptance has to be of the outcome. And that is so, that's, I guess, so that explain hope. Hope to me is I just, I know that it's an emergence. It's a birth. Yeah. It's an action word. Like loved. Love to me is a doing word, mm. okay, do. but hope is an action mm. word. I remember Patria King saying recently, hope has to have legs. Yes, and that's mm. why I think, like, I could never understand the Holy Spirit in my youth either. But in actual fact, the Holy Spirit is the action that brings about everything else. Mm. And this is what I see hope is. Hope is action, but it is all wrapped up in trust, because you have to trust. Mm. That's And that's scary. Yes. Trust is scary, okie yes. doke. So you trust and then you hope and then it's all wrapped up in love. So that beautiful Corinthian readings, isn't it? Mm. The greatest, let's have faith, hope and charity and the great of these is love. Mm. But hope is the thing that gets it all. Yeah, gets yeah. it all. Because you, you can love your children till the day they <laughs> leave home mm. or that, but, but you hope for them that they will have the strength to be able to face whatever they're going to mm. come across. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Mari, you are a woman who exudes joy and you are a woman who exudes hope. What is it that has sustained you over the years? What, is, what has helped you over these years? I, I, I think I was going to say faith, but, you know, no. It's a belief in myself, which obviously is grounded in faith, but it's actually a belief in myself. It's not about following necessarily the crowd that everybody does. It's about actually questioning what actually is for you, what is the thing for you. I mean, even going back to when Andrew, when, when he was born... I did not even realise you would have thought by my eighth child, I know there was something wrong, but there wasn't. He was that. And they just took him away. And I actually thought, 
please. I just thought, oh, golly, I'm going to have a lovely night's sleep. That was the time in those days, you have to remember, that babies didn't room in with you, okie doke, fine. Mm. So they took him away. Now, the next morning, the doctor came in to me and he said, Murray, um, he was a, a lovely friend, by eight children, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Knew you well. <laughs> oh, anyways, and he said to me, Mari, um, I'm sorry, I have to tell you there's something wrong with Andrew, or words to that extent, yes, so I'm not yes. quite sure what he said. But I remember him saying to me, I'm sorry it had to happen to you. And honestly, I said to him, well, why not me? Now, I remember I actually looked around the room to who spoke because I didn't feel... Yeah. It didn't come wow. from my head. Yes, yes. And that, so if anything started me along this way, it was that, whatever it was, that voice that said to me, well, why not me? Mm. So that has sustained me. Why not me? There are many other people. Joy, I love joy. Joy is a wonderful thing. Um, it's very simple. Joy is God. Joy is God in nature. Joy is walking with Jesus down the street. Joy is joy. Joy. Yes. So that's what, I mean, the joy of my family, the joy of seeing my, um, you know, my marriage and the fact that I'm still married. Okay, okay. It hasn't been always <laughs> joyful. <laughs> oh, dear me, my God bless me. Um, but I'm being honest. Um, and you keep changing along the way, so there's already. But at the act, but the but the bottom thing is the joy yes. and be, and being grateful. Yes. Joy, being grateful, and accepting. They are probably that's what sustained me. Yes. And, yeah. And thank God he's given me a lot of energy. And I say that. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> so wonderful. The energy that was given to me. So I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mari, I am just so, so grateful for our conversation. Uh, you, have, you have taught me so much, Mari. You have taught me oh, about oh, joy because oh, joy you live is it. wonderful, yeah. You've taught me about love and you've taught me about hope. And um, I'm just so, so grateful for this chance to share your story with others. It's my pleasure. And look, oh. I, I do. We, we all do live, live a different life and a different story. Yes. But it's only your own story, accepting your story yes. and going with your, you know, your story, not comparing you to other, mm. other people. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Mari, so my, thank you. You are a gift. You are a my, gift. My pleasure, and Robin. And just a joy. <laughs> And uh, thank you again for joining us on the program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining our program today. If you would like to take some time now or later in the week to enjoy some treasured stillness, a meditation for hope is available on both Podbean and on Apple Podcast and is entitled Meditation 6. Have a lovely week and see you next time.